man. You, my little baby unicorns, I love you so much and I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode. Get ready to laugh. There's been a lot of heavy shit in the news lately. Tropical storm running through our neighborhood with its pants off. And I'll tell you what, there's just been a lot of shit hitting the fan in the media lately. So what better time to bridge spirituality with some humor and start to fucking laugh, okay? This is where the manifestation happens. This is where your abundance starts flowing to you. So you're welcome. This is going to be the episode for you. So Today's guest is Brendan Fitzgibbons, and I absolutely love Brendan. I know you will too. This is definitely the most funny episode of the Manifestation Queen podcast that I've ever recorded, and we had a blast. So Brendan's an actor and a writer. He's also a stand-up comedian and has a dog who's also a spiritual little doggy. He's also the host of the Spiritual Asshole podcast, which is so super fun. Definitely go find him wherever you listen to your podcasts. And his writing and acting has actually been featured on Comedy Central, on um, Full Frontal with Samantha Bee, The Onion, HuffPost, and even the Tribeca Film Festival. So But I don't need all of that to tell you what you already know. This is a perfect fit for my uncensored take on manifestation. So get ready to have fun. And while you're at it, um, if you love this episode, as always, I love it if you hit subscribe. You can leave a five-star rating and a review. And then after you do that... Go listen to Brendan's podcast, The Spiritual Asshole. I was actually featured on his podcast um, like uh, about a month ago, and it was so much fun to tape that episode as well. Anyway, I'm not going to take away from any more of the goodness that's happening here. I will put a plug in for the Abundant Soul Social Club. This is my group on Facebook. If you love learning about abundance, awakening your abundant soul, having fun in the process, creating freedom for yourself. You know, you might wonder, how do you find freedom? Well, there's, you find it. You find it in the fucking abundant soul social club. That's where you find it. So go join the club and come hang out with me there. I do a lot of trainings. I do a lot of card pulls and I offer some freebies that are unlike anything you've seen anywhere else because they happen live with me on a Zoom call. So anyway, I shall see you there, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks so much. Bye. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Welcome to the Manifestation Queen podcast, your filter-free and uncensored source for all things manifestation. I'm Cassie McKenzie, and I'm a manifestation expert. I'm here to raise your vibes and your cash flow. Listen, I've manifested everything from a beer, a six-figure salary, my husband, and homes, and more. And I am spilling everything I can on this podcast so you can learn how you can do the same. The more fun I have, the more manifestations appear, and the more money I make. So it's my obsession to show you how you can be, do, and have anything you want. So join the movement to raise your income and your impact on this world. Become a manifestation queen and create a life that feels like a vacation. Let's do the damn thing. Okay, guys, I have the biggest, most fun treat for you today. I don't know why I'm looking into the camera because you cannot see me, but whatever. 
listen to my podcast, you know, I'm here. <laughs> and so it's all good. But anyway, so I have Brendan Fitzgibbons and this is going to be so much fun. Um, so Brendan, when we first met, I actually was a podcast, I was a guest on his podcast, but since yes. then, now I'm his coach. Woohoo! And I love it. Wow. So love it. So much fun. That's how good you did on my podcast is you elevated yourself to coach status. No one's done that. No one's done my podcast and then has become my coach. So congrats. Maybe it's my abundant soul, you know. Yeah. Speak to yours. And then you guys, the most cool thing on my birthday, I'm flipping through <laughs> like I went on Facebook to like respond to some people and I saw it was his birthday too. I was just blown away. I'm like, oh my God, this is so meant to be so september 10th yeah september 10th in the house two virgos one podcast (laughs) (laughs) that's definitely going to be a podcast soon by the way (laughs) any idea that's ever existed is going to be a podcast at some point it's all good exactly (laughs) yeah like even speaking about that like that's actually how i realized i wanted to become a coach was through listening to podcasts um I was, and you know, it would have been a lot more helpful to find out the world of podcasts in about, oh, like five years ago, because I was a traveling sales rep and, you know, traveling, not like, you know, with my carpet bag and stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) I would like, you know, this pharmaceutical rep, so I would drive everywhere. Anyway, we moved, when we moved from California to Florida, I was the one that had, Liam was in the car. We hadn't had Stella yet. But Liam listened, he was one, he had just turned one and his favorite movie was Home Alone. And we had Home Alone on the iPad and he listened, he watched that movie like 18 times. And meanwhile, like back then, all I knew about was like stopping at Cracker Barrel to get your like books on tape, right? Like the audio books. (laughs) But had I known about podcasts, I probably would not have been, you know, quite as bored on the drive or listening to really bad, like crime dramas that I was just like, <laughs> so terrible but it's even worse listening to the radio but yeah yeah now that uh I feel like so much podcasts now are just true crime too it's like that's just taking over podcasting now really yeah oh yeah it's like hey do you like murder here's 40 <laughs> podcasts <laughs> hope you love murder it's all those demons trying to get us to listen to their bullshit I don't, yeah, I don't get the murder thing. And I don't know. I also feel like it's a really specific to women thing. Like most of the women that I know like a good murder podcast. And I always ask them why that is. I'm like, do you guys want to secretly murder us? It's okay if you do. (laughs) We're really all just praying mantis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, really, it's a lot of it. (laughs) Well, okay. This is a great segue. So, you know, you have your own podcast, The Spiritual Asshole. And I want you to tell like, you know, what's been the biggest, the best thing that you've learned so far? Because you have a lot of different guests on your podcast. And you guys, if you like mine, you're definitely going to like his. So go ahead and hit subscribe to Brennan's podcast. Hello. Um, But he's like, Brennan does a lot of things. He's an actor. He's a writer. He's a podcaster. And you're soon going to see him in LA. For sure. Okay. So, yeah. And um, but yeah, what's been the coolest like thing you've learned? I mean, so much. It's amazing. I've been secretly I've been telling people that I think I started this podcast just to have like a new therapist every week. 
<laughs> but I would say that a couple things really stand out. One is I've had a lot of guests say this or something better whenever um, in the world of manifesting, whenever you want something or whenever you want something to happen, saying to yourself this or something better is amazing. That is, feels incredibly freeing. Yeah. And then um, I recently had this guy on named Panash Desai who – I'm obsessed with who I'm convinced is just like a floating mystic. <laughs> really? That's cool. Yeah, he is incredible. I he single-handedly like changed my mood just talking to him. He like made me feel so good. Anyway, he so one of the things he said, which another guy who I've just been started listening to has said, and that I am obsessed with this new idea, which is anything that is bothering you right now is only showing up in your experience to show you where you're not free. And that is like such a fucking enlightening thing. I was like, oh man. And if you could start to look at life as everything is for you and for your evolution, I think you can be happy for forever. And that is like a profound transformation for me. Like in, in less than, I started this podcast eight months ago. Like if you were to tell me eight months ago, I would be thinking that now. <laughs> <laughs> where like like old me would be like this person did this to me i'm fucking up now i'm like yeah. hey man this just happened because it's just showing you that you can grow there that is woo, that is mind-blowing to me that makes me feel so good so you know how do you find the freedom in the things that bother you then you know like for example say you have like like a family member who never listens to you or who like mm. steamrolls you all the time. And whereas like normally you'd be like triggered or whatever, or like, Oh my God, he's not listening to me. Like, like, you know, women a lot of times feel it's this way with their husbands. You know what I mean? Or they're <laughs> like, well, you little fucker, I'm doing so much around the house. You never listen. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, or my husband not letting me do, you know, do what I want to do, or I'm afraid to ask him or whatever. You know, like I hear this a lot from women. I guess yes. I'm not a woman, but I, I'm sure you have these experiences like in your own life. So how do you like, cause I bet somebody's listening to this and being like, well, how do I find the freedom in the fact that he's a closed minded dickwad? <laughs> <laughs> so if you look at it as objective as possible. So one guest I had recently said to me that the universe doesn't have an opinion other than I think to love you. But if you look at what those things as objective as possible and don't look at it as a mirror, like if you are able to do that, if you're able to say that my husband doesn't listen to me, this is really pissing me off. Mm -hmm. The next question I would have, I think you should say is, what does this say about me? And I know that that sounds um, counterintuitive, but like, what is that showing you about you? It's all, everything is a mirror. Like I really have started to see that. And I really have started to believe that, that it's just holding up areas you could either grow, let go or um, evolve and like lean more into the piece of it. And like, man, that is so fucking freeing. Holy yeah. cow. And yeah, that's like, I, I really, this guy, Peter Crone, I just listened to said the exact same thing. Um, he's like sort of in the Panache Desai school of like, it's all a mirror. And they both have like wonderful accents. So they just, it's so calming. Like, it's just a mirror. You're like, oh my God. So I would say to them, like, if you're, he, Peter Crone literally used the example of a woman feeling like 
in a relationship that she's not appreciated enough. And he said that what I would say to the woman is like, that you have inherently have those feelings about yourself already. And that guy is just showing that to you. So you need to address that and work your way through it. It's not the guy's fault. And especially if you listen to Abraham Hicks, I mean, she's the one that started me down all this, which is like, it's never anybody else's fault. And that is such a hard thing to swallow, but it's the first step I think in amazing transformation is if you're able to accept that where I have struggled and where I'm getting so much better is then not beating yourself up when you do yeah. things. So well, that's the big that step too. Along with that though, because yeah. if, if it's not anybody else's fault, then you can't put blame unnecessarily on yourself for things that go wrong either. Right. Yeah. And that's a big, that's a big one for me that I've had to really learn. Cause I'm like, well, it's no one else's fault. It's just yours. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, just I mean, yours. it could, but, but no, like maybe it's not your fault. Maybe it's not their fault. Like you can take responsibility for yes. actions you took and accept the, you know, consequences or whatever, but like you, um, there's no like guilt or blame or shame that has to go along with that. It's your choice. Yeah, and it, that emotion to it. And an incredibly important point too on this is like, nobody's saying what they're doing is right or it's okay. But if you're able to step back and see it much less as like some kind of personal attack and an indictment and much more as an area to grow or like an area to over that you can, that you can get past and evolve into more love. Woo. That's amazing. Hallelujah. (laughs) Holy cow. Changed. Changed man. Two Virgos, one podcast. Many changes. Two Virgos. Talking about souls. This is just so funny. Like, if you were to tell me like 12 years ago that I'd just be like ripping soul conversations every week. Oh, me too. What was I doing 12 years ago? And it's November 12th right now. What year is it? The 20th. That was, ooh, 2008. 2008. November 2008. I was in New York. I was living in San Diego. I and I was like... San Diego. Mm-hmm doing like six comedy shows a week and staying up really late and uh working at a women's fashion magazine part-time no big deal no big deal <laughs> you got to find your start with the women <laughs> you i know women? i really feel like i've immersed myself i don't know how this happened i think i trust women more inherently yeah so. no that's good or you want to win us over yeah (laughs) exactly or i'm just trying to get more female attention please look at me look at me look at me look at me well um you're also a comedian and didn't you say that you like what your your first show was in a lesbian bar right yes so in new york 2006 Mm -hmm. i went out to new york to have it i had an internship with rolling stone magazine and i was like that's it i'm doing stand-up hell yeah so I went to this local bar in Park Slope, Brooklyn, which was really close to my apartment. It was called Caddyshack. I performed stand-up. I did like a four-minute joke about Monopoly that if I was to tell that joke now, people would leave. <laughs> you never know. They would be like, uh, yeah, no, it's like a joke that like maybe like an 80-year-old grandpa would love. He'd be like, that, Brennan, that was very, wow. Was really good. Uh, was You're really telling dad cool. jokes at the ripe old age of like yeah, 2022. Yeah. And there was about seven people at the open mic and I go to Rolling Stone the next day and I tell all the other interns, I'm like, yo, open mic, I'm the man, this is the shit. 
And they're like, where'd you do it? I was like, Caddyshack. They're like, oh, the lesbian bar? And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, yes. Because I, I had no experience with like lesbian and gay bars coming from Iowa. I, I went to the University of Iowa where everyone was a bro. Yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, yeah, it was a good, the first time was great. And then the next 400 were uh, interesting or hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, look how big, I mean, that was what, 2006, you said? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, like in just two years, then you were doing like seven or eight stand-up shows a, a month. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a big trend. Yeah, yeah. No, a, a week. I, I In my heyday, I was ripping well, like seven or eight a week. Yeah. I know people in New York. Yeah, I know. I have friends in New York that still do 10, not now because of Corona, but like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody so, needs comedy for sure. Like it's such a huge part. And one of the things people miss out on when they're manifesting or bringing more abundance into your life, like they take it so fucking seriously that it constricts. It's like, it's like trying to poop, but your buttholes like, like tight, you know what I mean? Asshole. Like, yeah. like a diamond, you know what I mean? But you know, it really brings yeah. me back to like Ferris Bueller day. day Ferris Bueller oh yeah. Rooney. Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. Oh man. All it took was to crash nine of Cameron's dad's cars and he was all of a sudden a cool dude. Exactly. <laughs> got over all of his issues really quickly. Yeah. He's got to crash the cars. Freedom and fucking crashing yeah. them. Yeah. But like, you know, you, you really cut off the flow, but I really believe and I'm, and I'm starting to see more and more and more that the more levity you can add to things the more, um, you know, more you can laugh and like, enjoy yourself and have fun you bring that freedom and that freedom is mm. usually the end goal for a lot of people who are creating like the life of their dreams right yeah so how has comedy really changed your life and how do you apply it to your like you know you've got a lot of big goals and a lot of things that are coming into play you know coming together for you so how do you you know tap into your creative comedic side for you know being I think it's like that. always a go-to that I've had for just talking to people I don't know I love comedy so much because I think it's sort of like the ultimate equalizer where it's like we can all agree to laugh and I also think that everything is eventually funny anyways <laughs> right? like really I mean there's that whole thing is comedy's tragedy plus time but like I I just think it's just a better wavelength. Like, you know, if you're at, okay, look, so let's say you're at a bar and you're hanging out with your friend and then you hear a group of other people laughing. The first thought you have is like, I want to know what they're laughing about. Yeah. It's the most fun thing. It's like dancing, you know, like if someone, if like everyone's dancing, you're like, well, that looks like fun. <laughs> yeah. So why not laugh? And I think it's also just a great way to, it crosses boundaries between people too. And I just like, it's exactly what you said. Like nothing should be that serious because I don't think that's why we're here. And it just, it's like, dude, that's not fun. <laughs> well, you know, like some people might get self-conscious dancing. You know what I mean? Like they might not want yeah. to, to get up. They might feel like, oh my God, who am I to say they're dancing? I look weird. Do you think people feel like there's some people who feel the same way about laughing? I think some people are really conditioned to think that rules and society trump innate human things like laughing mm -hmm. like I remember being at Catholic Church once which sucked and uh, <laughs> I was making so many jokes and my cousin kept being like Brendan stop it and she was younger than me I'm like what are you fucking narc 
Like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. This is this is all a joke. Like, this is all not real. It it, it really is. Like, mm-hmm. there. And I'm a big like not anti rule guy, and I think that's another. Comedians are inherently iconoclastic. Like, they're inherently like a middle finger to everything. That's sort of like how comedians are in a fun way, hopefully. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just think it's so important because it provides a sense of grounding almost where you come back to the reality of like, oh yeah, this is not that big of a deal. Yeah. And I probably do it. Mm -hmm. And if I'm being honest, I'm sure I've used it a lot as a way to diffuse real emotions. But I also think like, it's just more fun. I don't know. Wouldn't you rather be laughing? Totally. Well, actually now thinking about it, I feel like people get so... I don't want to use the word grounded because, you know, like when you get so far in your heads, yeah. you start worrying about things and like compounding all of these bad feelings that you have and creating anxiety because it's really a choice to be anxious in a lot of, you know, cases like, yes, you know, and um, it's, it's, it's interesting because then when you're able to add that laughter, you like people call it levity, right? Levitating. So you're actually raising yeah. yourself out of those heavy, 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 dense, vibrational, like, way of being. And once you can raise yourself up, it kind of, like, equalize, like you said, the great equalizer. Maybe it's a great equalizer because it, you know, it evens out your vibration. Oh, that's cool. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I just think that, right, like, right before you die, you're never going to go back and regret all those times you were laughing, you know? Mm-hmm. I've, like, watched those videos of old people being, like, what's the lessons that you would tell your younger self? And it was always like, stop working so hard. Stop worrying so much. It's never like, don't laugh that much. (laughs) Well, and yeah, no, totally. Like coming from a fellow person who would laugh in church at things and get in trouble. I fully, always that (laughs) word, like that, that, that always laughing at the times when you're not supposed to, right? Like I've always been one of those that's like, crying laughing like basically couldn't even like 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 come up for air and it's always in the worst times like at training and company meetings like I just (laughs) oh yeah company meetings I mean that's come on this can't be real (laughs) it's basically just saying are you fucking kidding me every five yeah (laughs) this is not we don't do this sprinkled with who's this asshole after all (laughs) yeah also oh you reminded me too something i always say about comedy and that comedians say the thing that everyone's thinking but nobody's saying Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's very much especially in a business circumstance it's like where it's like oh don't ever say that i've been in those situations and like i've said some stuff or like i've had other comedians be in this and then they say it and everybody starts laughing because it's like yeah that is what you're thinking you're just too scared to say it. Yeah. Everyone's thinking eating sucks. No one is enjoying this. <laughs> right. It's that the age of political correctness really got us in the ass with that one. But maybe yeah. even out. Like you said, everything's funny eventually. <laughs> yeah, it really. Like I mean, really, it is. And I, yeah, and I, I just think like it's just a better, more fun path. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. Sure. Definitely. So. That, I mean, it, it really does. I think that's a, such a great point. So I know with your podcast, like you, you keep it like pretty light, you know, it's a lot of great information, but like really, yes. and then, you know, how do you, now that you are, um, you know, 
moving to Los Angeles, you know, working on shows and doing stand up, you know, like even with COVID, you can still do that. Yeah. But like, how are you implementing this in your own life? Or like, how has that helped you to get through times where you were like, holy shit, I don't know when this is ever going to work out or if it's going to work out or, you know, it just feels like shit hits the fan and you're like, oh my God, what do I do? Well, it goes back to what I was saying that I try to just, even in quote unquote hard times, still make fun of myself. And then like, I'll, I'll sometimes like mock myself or be like, ah, and that I find a way to still, it's important. What's really important to me about my podcast is to, to make sure it's still funny because I feel like spirituality takes itself really seriously. And I want to reach a group of people that maybe don't know a lot about it and aren't turned off by the pious people being like, listen, man, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I, I don't think, I, honestly, I haven't come across too many of those kind of people, but I get it. The stereotype. And I just like, it's so important for me to keep it funny because I, that's what I think actually grounds it even more. So yeah. And as far as like when shit's going bad, I need it even more, I would say, because that's when I can get, I can get really serious and I can get really in my head, like a deep mm -hmm. emo singer alone <laughs> with a guitar in a room and a candle. <laughs> wondering what it's all about Another, it's pretty bad <laughs> right yeah we don't want that to happen no we, we don't want that to happen <laughs> yeah so, you're like this is where the co this is where the coach is taking over your i know i was like no don't take a left turn into negative town well i mean it's not even about being negative or being positive that's the thing like i have to agree like there's so yeah. many people who you're just like they're just a walking fucking eye roll with a yoga mat and you're like are you kidding me right now like <laughs> i cannot even you know i remember like this is me three four years ago i was discovered all i used to listen on podcasts was like straight up with stassi from stassi schroeder from the vanderpump rule show all <laughs> that she i think she doesn't do it anymore i don't know anyway and then also there was a there was a show called about like bravo tv shows and so they basically just oh yeah the deck and make fun of it the whole time and so like i just started feeling like it was getting so gossipy it was kind of like a little bit like um it wasn't the vibe i was looking for i was looking for something that was gonna take me and give me hope because my job was like not doing that at the time oh, and yeah. that's when i was like oh let me see if there's anything on manifestation because all i'd done is listen to the secret like eighty-five thousand times in my car and i just could not break my bring myself to do that i mean god love you Rhonda burn but yeah your voice in my nightmares so that's what i'm i i started listening to a couple and it was kind of like it it almost like made me feel bad in a way i was like um there's no way i can do this this perfectly like it was just like i don't know it was like this it, it kind of like made me, I couldn't relate to it. I couldn't relate to it. Cause I was like, I've got two kids. My life's a shit show. There's no way I can follow like all this stuff. Like there's no way I can do this. I'm going to fuck my whole life up. Like all this shit. You know what I mean? And I was yeah. like, no, 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 abort, abort. I can't do this. And so then I, I found another podcast and I was like, oh, now this I can do. This like this makes sense. Like it really spoke to me. You know what I mean? And so I definitely get what you, what you're saying because sometimes you can, like there's a whole lot of people waiting or that are about to be like oh like awakened so like their mm -hmm. souls are awakening especially right now like with all of um 
you know, we're all going into a whole new age. And so there's a lot of people who are now going to be like activated, right? By some of the things that you and I say, and that they're going to, it's going to hit home. They're going to like, remember all this shit that like, you know, they learned over lifetimes. You know what I yes. mean? Yes. Or they so, just forgot and they knew it early on yeah. and they just like, they yeah. inherently, everybody knows this stuff. They just need yeah. to be reminded 10 trillion times. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's That's so it. cool and so important to not only like be yourself, but to also be like be funny about it. Like like that JP Sears guy that makes all those videos, the spirituality videos where Oh know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got red hair, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Funny. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> like you That's think right. That's about right. people who wear masks in their own car when they're driving by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I see a lot of those people. It was like how two people settle a spiritual debate. Like, oh my god, it was like I was crying, laughing. But it's oh. like, you know, you need that right now. Like, you can either watch the evening news and get depressed, or you can just check in on news and listen to cool things that'll make you feel better about yourself and your life and your future. Yeah, there's so much out there. It's amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of your biggest, like, like what, what are some of your go-to things that you? Well, actually Rhonda Byrne, like all of her stuff I love. I have, yeah. the ma I'm staring at the magic book right now because yeah. I just think she makes it so simple. Yeah, for sure. And so like, just, just love. You're like, okay, magical <laughs> yeah. Australian. Okay, magical Australian. And, uh. <laughs> Like so she yeah i like her a lot i like obviously esther hicks i've listened to so much yeah wayne dyer um books on gratitude whenever i'm like need a boost i just mm -hmm. read a book on gratitude because i feel like that's the ultimate grounding thing for me too is to like it is always so much about perspective mm -hmm. and i think that gra gratitude always will bring you back to being like oh yeah just appreciate this thing and your whole, you know, it's that Wayne Dyer quote, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like that's so true. And it's, it's when I'm not being grateful is when I'm slipping away from, I think, like, just common, simple, appreciative practices that it's just like, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, it colors your whole existence. I really feel that yeah. way. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that is, yeah, a lot of people, I feel like, look at it, like, um, especially starting out it's almost like a short-term game. You know what I mean? Where they're like, I want to have this, this, and this, you know, like really material things. Right. And then like, as you get into it though, you realize like, no, this is really a truly a way of life, you know? Yes. Truly a way of life. Which is so cool. So I just talked to this girl named Michaela Jai and oh, Jay. Jay. Yeah. Yes. You know her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she said this cool thing where she was like, you know, I was like, it's all about getting initially manifesting. I was like, it's all about getting this stuff. I'm going to get this stuff. And she's like, I got all the stuff. And I was like, it's actually not about getting this stuff. It's actually about the good feelings I have that causes me to get this stuff. And I think if you can pivot and shift to that, that's mm -hmm. the shit. That's like, that's the good place, man. That's like the really good place where you're like, I don't need this, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because it's, um, it's thinking like in a higher dimension, you know, where you're, you're not so much in the 3D world thinking about all the tangible, you know, material things that you'll manifest, right? 
because what are those things going to get you anyway? Like what, usually it's like freedom, right? And fun and happiness. And yeah. Like exhale, you know, where you're like, okay, all is good in the world, right? But if you can just go through every day thinking all is good in the world already. Freedom and fun. Then yeah. Yeah. Like you've Hell already- Oh yeah, I think- hmm. I think we just wrote a white claw commercial. I know. I think so. <laughs> Freedom and fun. I can do my mom jeans. Look, white claw for, men, for moms too. Yeah. White claw, baby. Oh man, there's a Bud Light seltzer flavor that's peppermint, and I think I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will see. I can't drink any of those things because I like you know the sparkling water that has infused flavor in it, and I'm like. If I get into those things and end up getting sick off of them, then it's going to ruin my water intake for the rest of my life. Oh, you like like flavored seltzer. Yeah, yeah. flavored seltzer is the best. Yeah. So I know. It's like everyone's just trying to be so healthy and we're like, okay, how can I just jam alcohol into water? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you know what? My husband actually um, like thinks his whole body like seized up because he was drinking a lot of those things. And then it's oh, like, yeah. well, he just stopped drinking altogether because he was like, I think I have gout. <laughs> like, no, I think you've been drinking too many girly drinks. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Stay off the trulies, man. Yeah, no, that, the, that's not normal human chemicals yeah. in those drinks. I don't no. know. It's of another world. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, so, yeah, yeah. I think to go back to what Michaela said, so I just think it's like, but such a big part of, being able to um really feel the feelings i think is like fully letting go of the how because if you're trying to figure out how you're going to get the stuff you're not in the place of like everything's good life is awesome i'm in the moment i'm free i'm fun because your brain's trying to figure out the how so that's been a big realization for me recently too where it's like man that how shit will just take you down (laughs) No, it totally will because people get so fixated in having to control and know all of the um, outcomes, you know? So like for you personally now and the things that you're manifesting into your life, how do you take out the how? Well, so yeah, we've been talking a lot about LA. Obviously, every time I talk to you, that's what we talk about for like 30 minutes. So I have done a good job of just thinking about it. And then the second that I turn to well, how is it going to happen? I either drop it or I just start thinking good things about something else, or I just start thinking about feeling what it's like to be in a convertible in LA driving around. And that's it. Like, I won't even go down the, well, how are you going to do this? What about the money? What about all that other bullshit that will take you out of that place? Because, but there's such a, there's such an important surrendering in that, that I think I never really realized to the letting go and letting the universe figure it out or I just forgot. Like, I think I used to always know it, but then I was like, no, you have to control this. I live in New York city. I'm a type A person. I can do all all of these things. (laughs) And so, yeah, I think that that has been a huge, and I'm still, yo, I'm still like still working on it. It's not like I'm like perfected it. Otherwise you would see me on a beach right now. Not in a winter jacket. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Remember, you're at Big Bear right now. I'm at Big Bear. Yeah, in my mind, I'm at a ski lift jacket. So, okay. Now, sorry if you guys hear some 
a handsaw in the background right now. Would be my handyman. <laughs> is that I was like, is that a handsaw or is that like a really intense crying baby? No, not a crying baby. No, it's not at all. No. Oh yeah, I got, it. I got. It. Okay, there's a handsaw. Sweet. What if babies cried like a saw? <laughs> yeah, That's not, awesome. not my. It's nails on the chalkboard. But oh, okay, good. Yeah. So, but yeah, like you're totally pinching off like the possibilities of what the universe can create for you by worrying so much about the how, you know, like there are a million different fucking ways that things can work out for you. There's so many different ways. And it's like, you only can think about the ones you've experienced already, which probably haven't worked. That's why you're thinking about them. Or you're trying to make it happen the same exact way when meanwhile, other people have had it work like a million other different ways, but you just haven't experienced it that way yet. So your mind doesn't even go there. That's why it seems like magic. Yeah. And I, I heard Esther Hicks say something like, the universe will give you the thing in the way in which you feel like it's most possible to happen. and so. I've just tried to be super open to what you just exactly what you just said, because it's like, if you're like, it has to be this way, then it's, it goes back to the tiny tight butthole, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. And yeah. then you can't, and you're not able to get it because you're like, it has to be this way. And then the whole time you're like, this is, I'm going to stare at this way. Where is this way? Why isn't this way happening? And then it's like that, that one route you're choosing for this to happen is closing fast <laughs> versus yeah. being like, I'm open to hopefully like any way it can happen. Mm-hmm. That's a huge yeah. shift, I think for sure. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Because you're opening up all those possibilities. Like you're, you're closing off timelines if you're so like adamant about it happening a certain way. I mean, think about if you're surrounded by people who are right-handed your whole life. And then all of a sudden you see somebody who writes with the left hand. You're like, yo, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. You're like, yeah, I've done this my, since birth, basically. So I didn't know you well, could so, do that. Yeah. And something awesome you said, which sounds obvious, but it's not to a lot of people and me included is like, don't let your idea of money coming to you be tied to your job. And I think that that is like, that is so important. And also realizing like money, you know, I, my industry is like money can come to you in like, we like different weird ways. Like I got a residual check recently and then I just got an interest check on residuals because they weren't paying me them fast enough. And a part of me is like, part of me wants to go, well, that I didn't really earn that money because I didn't really work for but I'm like, fuck that, dude. I got money. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's on them. It's their decision to do that, you know? And that's yeah, like, thing. like it's, it's all good. This way. Mm-hmm. Yes. To, to more embrace all of it as abundance. Like, dude, that's money. I, I don't care how it came. I don't give a shit if I didn't quote unquote necessarily work for that money. It's like, I'm taking it. Thank you. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, 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 totally. And that's like a way better, I feel like, approach than whereas before it was like, I have to earn this money through my job. Otherwise, or like if my dad ever gave me money, I'm like, this money doesn't count. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I think a lot of people are like that, though. And they totally, and that was where going back to that gratitude. Because they're like, like, you can say gratitude, like, I'm thankful for blah, 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 like every single day. But if in your actions and if your way of being, you're not really grateful for every single thing that comes, then how do you ever expect to get more? How do you ever expect to get to that next level? You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. Cause Definitely. like even people seeing like, it's, it's so funny. Like I've had people um, in courses of mine before that were like, I don't ever get, I, I've done all this work, but I have not manifested any money yet. And I'm like, have you, you've not gotten one discount since then? Like you've not like yeah. gotten any, it's like nobody's bought you a coffee, like even at that free meal level. or like, yeah. Yeah. Even writing off your parking. Did somebody let you park for free or like pay for your toll or do like even all these little things add up you know, every single yes. And it's all abundance. Like it's all means that you're on a path of abundance. I think yeah. even if, and especially if you acknowledge them, you're like, hell yeah, dude, that's great. Yeah. And celebrate that more, as much as you can. And no, it's not the lottery, but who cares? Like be, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It could be. Of course. All it, Let's change, do it. All it needs <laughs> is a change of perspective. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's like, um, you know, and I tell, I tell my clients this too, where you've got to imagine like you, if you're out to dinner, you've gone to say you and your friends go to like the same cafe all the time. You've got your like assigned seats. You know what I mean? Like everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. sits in the same spot, you know, like they do on that. Um, what's the other, was it? How I met your mother. Yeah. The same bar. They sit at the same th- place. Anyway. So and, and like all you've ever known is that the hot wings can come from that direction over there. And meanwhile, you're like staring at the kitchen, seeing everything getting made, whereas somebody else might be staring at the dance floor, you know, and they think it's like a yeah. cool place to go. They, they have so much fun every single time, you know, and it's a matter of perspective. Like sometimes you have to like figuratively make yourself get up from the table and choose another seat so that you can get a different perspective on the situation you're in and like yeah and the answer might be like literally right there but that's why it's important to have a coach is because they point out they basically help you i think it's really important to have a coach because they really help you re just see another perspective of your life it's exactly what you just said it's like well, why do you do this? And you're like, oh, because <laughs> we're so obs- we're so obsessed with our thoughts as absolute truth sometimes mm-hmm. that having a coach can simply just show you like that's not true. That's just a thing you've told yourself for 20 years. Yeah. That's like a huge pivot. That's like the biggest deal for yeah, sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's the beauty of having outside people like just give you a different perspective because you're we're so locked into our brain sometimes when that shit will lie to you dude <laughs> yeah oh totally well it's there to keep you safe it's there to like back yes man days you know it's yeah for patterns. sure it's really like you know like we were talking about get up and do something with like do the exact opposite of what you do every single day and see how awkward it feels and you're like oh yeah yeah it's so weird for sure totally yeah yeah well cool well okay you know um i i okay so on your i want to know on your podcast you've had so many different guests what has been the okay what is how do i put this basically like what's been the topic that you've learned about that you were like totally dorked out about and in a very unexpected way Oh, great question. Brain chemistry. Ooh, tell that, me. <laughs> that was one that I was like, dude, if, again, if you were to tell college bro Brendan, who's trying to get into the union bar and just do Alabama slammer shots, that someday you're going to be talking to a brain professor for, mm-hmm. I like didn't want to get off the phone with her. 
So <laughs> she, her name was, um, so she was Loretta Bruning and she's literally a brain scientist and she approaches the entire world of development through the idea of your brain as a machine that needs four chemicals, serotonin, dopamine, endorphin, and oxytocin. oxytocin. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thank you so much. And so she literally, her lens for everything is through the, those four chemicals and basically seeing us as a member of an animal species. Like we forget that we are still animals. And what I really liked about talking to her was giving, she gave like so many good tips in her book and in the episode about how you can trick your brain to do, to trigger dopamine in ways that is healthy. And so you're not chasing it in shitty ways, like Mm -hmm. trying to compare yourself on social media Mm -hmm. or like getting more likes and just getting lit up fake, fake drugs. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the things she said, which you kind of mentioned is to have she said this exact term she goes find new quests she called it a quest she's like i love ice cream so i can't have ice cream every day but what i will do is i will go on a quest to find new ice cream and that like triggers good dopamine in your brain mm-hmm. she said collecting things is really good for your brain basically it's what, what kind of what you said where it's like do new things mm-hmm. to because that triggers dopamine and don't try not to do this like you know, I always wonder, like, why when you do the same thing twice the second time, it's not as fun? And that is because your brain acclimates to it so quickly. So she was saying, like, there's ways to trick it so that if you do do it the second time, let's say you go see the same movie again, sit in a different seat, order different popcorn, get up and do five jumping jacks, you know? Yeah. So the, the whole, her whole book was about this, and I fucking loved it. I never would have thought that that's something I would be so into. <laughs> That is awesome. Oh my God. I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. Cause um, yeah, like a lot of things end up being routine. You've got to find a way to make them fun. Right. Yes, absolutely. And she also went on this hilarious rant about why um, I was like, well, basically why do people um, (laughs) not, not pick like amazing partners and she said basically be strictly because of birth control. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she's like birth control has basically made it so that we can be way less choosy in who we hook up with. Because before there would be like serious ramifications if you had sex with someone and then you accidentally got pregnant. Yeah. Because there's no birth control. And she's like, now with birth control, she's like, what is that term? Beer goggles? <laughs> she like said it like a, yeah. just like nerdy scientist. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that was a really good point. I didn't even think about that. You're like, but yeah, so somebody's hot for teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa, dude. She's like such a she's such a nice. I just nerd. got a brain like, donor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was like, yeah, it was so funny hearing her say, she's like, what do you call it? Beer goggles? I was like, yes, that's what you call it. <laughs> it sounds like Dr. Ruth from Brain Chemistry. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I know, I played I played spiritual or asshole with her, and I, could, I knew it was so hard for her to say asshole. I was like, okay, I'll put you down for asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh I was God. like chiming in. I was like, I'll say it for you. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, my God. Well, I don't think there's any better way that we could end this conversation than that. <laughs> I think that's the icing on the the cake that I will go on a quest for. for sure. Yes, go on a quest. Oh, my goodness. Well, 
tell everybody what you're up to, where they can find you. And I know um, you're going to stop when you stop listening to not stop, but when this episode ends, <laughs> never stop. Go find it's all of them right now. Podcast and listen to that one too. Yeah. So spiritualasshole.com. We're also currently being featured on the Stitcher app, which is so cool under indie mm-hmm. podcast pick. I have a website, brendanfitzgibbons.com. I'm the underscore Brendan Fitzgibbons on Instagram. You'll see some funny videos there. And also my awesome dog, Willoughby, constantly is featured. <laughs> He's got a man bun. <laughs> He's a man. Yeah. He's right behind me. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much. You guys definitely go check out Brendan. This is so much fun. And I will be back soon with another episode of the Manifestation Queen podcast, y'all. Thank you guys. I love you. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a million for choosing to push play on another episode of the Manifestation Queen podcast. You truly amaze me. And if this episode blew your mind, then please leave a five-star rating and a quick review on iTunes so more people like you can become Manifestation Queens too. See you next time.